Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Birdwatchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By Vortex Optics. With the VIP warranty, their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. And Beautio Books, an independent, family owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. Beautiobooks.com. Good morning. Welcome to our show number 881. As we do our show live, it's the 1st of May and hope springs eternal as we keep the brave people of Ukraine in our thoughts as their battle for freedom continues. So what's the latest on bird flu? We're still seeing some mixed advice about whether bird feeders should be taken down until the flu threat passes. But the USDA's National Wildlife Disease Program says there is currently very low risk of outbreak generally among wild songbirds. And there's no official recommendation to take down feeders unless you also keep domestic poultry. Those health experts also suggest following any recommendations from your state government, such as the request to take down feeders that was made in Illinois. Meanwhile, news reports say that a Colorado prison inmate who had direct exposure to poultry infected with avian flu, is the first person in the U.S. to test positive with the current strain. There's been a couple of cases in the U.K. and China. He reportedly showed mild symptoms of fatigue. Good news is that the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, says that the case does not change the human risk assessment for the general public, which they consider to be low. Thanks to our Talking Birds British Columbia correspondent, Trevor Fletcher, who sent us an article about how a local group in the Okanagan area there has recommended folks take down their feeders temporarily, but they've put a positive spin on that by creating a program in which they invite new birders who want to watch birds while the feeders are down to take part in a new Birding for Beginners workshop. Nice. And thank you, Trevor. Well, we're in receipt of another listener-created avian audio postcard. It's from our friend Cecilia D. in Pinellas County, Florida. Hello, Cecilia. Hi, Ray. This is Cecilia from St. Petersburg, Florida. You're hearing a Chuck Wills widow that's been singing in the middle of the night and sometimes early in the morning also with other birds in the background. It's very loud, so sometimes when he's in other parts of the neighborhood, I can hear him. Have a good day. Thank you, Cecilia. Thank you, Chuck Will's widow. By the way, Cecilia says, Spring birding has been very busy in Pinellas County. My most memorable sighting so far is a Kirtland's warbler, seen by many at Fort DeSoto Park. Pretty cool. We have to talk more about that bird again on the show, as we have before, but quite, a, quite an interesting and difficult story about that bird, Kirtland's warbler. Uh, meanwhile... That is, well, I can't say what it is because it's our mystery bird. 
preview of our mystery bird contest coming along. Some clues include the fact that it's kind of a chickadee-like bird with a small rounded body and short wings, slender tail, a short thin bill for plucking insects from pine and spruce needle clusters. Our bird is pale olive above and light gray below with a black and white striped face and a black bordered patch on the top of the head that's yellow-orange in the male and yellow in the female. Our tiny and continuously active mystery bird breeds from southern Alaska and across central Canada and down into the Carolinas. It can be found in winter throughout most of the U.S. Clues there and the sound of our mystery bird. This is a preview of the contest coming along in a bit. Prizes include from our friends at Classic Brands, a Droll Yankee's new generation yellow thistle finch feeder. It has six perch locations, so several birds can feed simultaneously. And it has this clever innovation as well, an internal seed baffle that directs seed to an additional port at the lowest level to ensure that the feeder empties completely without allowing seed to build up. That's kind of a cool thing. Another prize includes the feather-friendly window protection kit to prevent birds' window collisions. Birds see it clearly. People not so much, and it really works to save the birds we love. If we have time for a bonus question, we'll also have another beautiful bonus prize that we'll describe here shortly as well. We love to salute our Talking Birds ambassadors. They are the royalty of our Talking Birds listening audience, helping us get the word out about birds and conservation. Thank you to Brandy G. from Halton Hills, Ontario, Canada. Thank you so much, Brandy, for joining our Ambassadors family. And from nearby, thank you to Eric Zelinek from Acton, Massachusetts. Glad you enjoy the show, Eric, and thank you so much for becoming a Talking Birds Ambassador. Talking Birds listeners, we hope you'll consider joining Brandy and Eric in our Talking Birds family, our Ambassadors family. It's our way of helping to spread the word about the wonder of birds and the importance of conservation. If you join, we'll send you a little bunch of cards to hand out to friends and neighbors at your convenience. That's about it, and easy to sign up under the Get Involved tab at TalkingBirds.com. That's TalkingBirds.com. There's no G in talking. No G in there. Still to come on our show today, our own Freya McGregor, who's also Outreach Coordinator for the Inclusive Access Group. Birdability will be our special guest, and she'll be here with us live to tell us about Birdability's team, Team Nuthatch, in the upcoming World Series of Birding. Mike O'Connor from Cape Cod's famous Birdwatchers General Store will also be with us live this morning talking about birds, maybe including our mystery bird that he's seen just recently down in North Carolina. And up next, a warbler. Masquerading as a thrush is today's featured feathered friend presented by Birdwatching Magazine. For more than a quarter century, Birdwatching has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. Nothing says lovin' like something from the oven. Right, Mr. Poppin' Fresh? Woohoo! That's where today's featured feathered friend comes in. The oven bird gets its name from its dome-shaped nest that resembles a Dutch oven. It may look like a thrush, but it's a medium-sized warbler. The oven bird has an olive brown back and its white undersides have bold, dark, streaky spots. Its head has an often hard to see dull orange black-bordered crown stripe 
and white eye rings. It feeds on the forest floor, picking insects from the leaf litter. The male ovenbird often sings together with another male, one right after the other, performing as many as 40 different songs and sounding from a distance like a single bird. Here's the typical ovenbird teacher, teacher, teacher song. Ovenbirds face many challenges, from brown-headed cowbird nest parasitism, abetted by forest fragmentation, to loss of eggs to blue jays, squirrels, raccoons, skunks, and weasels, to nestling predation by chipmunks. And yet a North American breeding bird survey, completed in 2014, suggested that their populations were stable or slightly increasing. The Ovenbird. Sciorus oracapilla. Today's Talking Birds featured Feathered Friend. That's a, some birds are very quiet. That one is even quieter than usual. So we, we kind of lost a lot thing there. We lost our, our teacher, teacher, teacher song, but uh, maybe you've heard that, but we'll try to rescue that somewhere along the line. So the oven bird, our <laughs> featured Feathered Friend uh, this morning. Okay, well, thanks for being with us, uh, TalkingBirds.com. And uh, our website is the one we just heard there. Okay, we're not going to blame Freya McGregor for, for this. She had nothing to do with it, but she is standing by. And um, I think we're going to go to her right now, as a matter of fact. Right? Why not? Uh, good morning, Freya. Hi, Ray. Thanks for being here and not blaming that on me. <laughs> yeah, I know, because uh, there was no button that you could have pushed where you are. Uh, definitely, to, uh, to make, definitely not, to make that happen. not in my so control. <laughs> you're, totally, you're totally off the hook on that. Well, many uh, Talking Birds listeners know you, Freya, from your audio postcards from locations all over the U.S. and beyond. You're also an important Talking Birds team member. And then your full-time job as outreach coordinator of the nonprofit Birdability, which works to ensure that the birding community and the outdoors are welcoming, inclusive, safe, and accessible for everybody. She is our guest this morning to talk about Birdability's participation in the upcoming World Series of Birding. So uh, good morning again, Freya, and welcome. Thanks, Ray. And by the way, um, it's really, really fun for me to hear listeners' audio postcards. Thank you to everyone who sent them in. I love hearing people birding in different places with the birds around them. And, um, it, it makes me really, really happy to to hear other people's audio postcards. So I just wanted to encourage anyone who thinks you're maybe slightly interested in sharing your birds with all of us. We'd, we'd love to hear them. Yeah, we have some more lined up, too. So we had uh, this one from Cecilia down in on the west coast of Florida this morning. We had uh, another one from out in Idaho uh, last week. And um, I forget where the next one is coming from, but it'll be along here shortly. So we, we'd love to hear those uh, audio postcards. So Birdability this year, as part of the World Series of Birding, headquarters down, uh, headquartered down in New Jersey and sponsored by New Jersey Audubon. Give us a little overview about what the World Series of Birding is, Freya. Yeah, so this is a big um, fundraising event. It's New Jersey Audubon's, um, one of their big, big events. Uh, and they it's been going for 20 years. It's it's sort of a big day type event where uh, birders or teams of birders even um, get pledges and donations from people that they know and um, to 
see or hear as many birds as possible in that one 24-hour period uh, with the intent to raise money for originally for New Jersey Audubon and now uh, different teams can choose a different conservation organisation of their choice. So uh, our team Nuthatch at BirdAbility will be raising money for BirdAbility. Nice. And this is the the 14th of May, one big 24-hour period. I just have to say that is just so cool that they have opened this up so that other groups can raise money as well as New Jersey Audubon. Yeah, it, that's a really inclusive thing to do, isn't it? And <laughs> it's, um, it's really fun. And they have different categories. So there's a youth birding challenge and there's a big stay challenge where, you know, the, the team stays in one spot. Uh, and there's a whole statewide category where birders are like, manically traversing New Jersey all day and there's county challenges and you know there's different categories which is a really great way to invite people to participate in in different kinds of ways uh we BirdAbility's team Nuthatch will be um in the Cape May Island category which is the the southernmost tip of Cape May that's where all these migrants are flying up up along the east coast and landing on that tip uh, and all these shorebirds, red knots, and all kinds of stuff. Uh, so it should be some pretty awesome birding, a pretty exciting day. Mm-hmm. Well, they're going for 20 years now with the World Series of Birding there, and I know that other states are taking part. They've opened it uh, uh, through through all the states along the Atlantic Flyway and Puerto Rico and the U.S. Virgin Islands as well. And what also makes this very special this year is that with birdability participating, it marks the first time a team of birders with access challenges has been part of the World Series of Birding. Yeah, yeah. We're excited to be breaking barriers and showing people what birders with disabilities can do. Uh, there, there's, you know, a lot of stigma around disability. And, and a lot of times, if given the opportunity without um, barriers that don't need to be there, People with disabilities and other health concerns can do just the same stuff as as non-disabled folks. And so that's part of what we're doing uh, with with this uh, event. And we're hoping that it will, you know, maybe encourage other birders with access challenges to consider if they want to participate in these kinds of big day type events to have a go as well. We'd love to uh, give the, well, we will give the website for BirdAbility in a moment here. Um, you have a fundraising goal of $10,000 uh, as part of this, um, as part of this event here. Give us a, give us a pitch about BirdAbility and why people might want to consider making a donation on your behalf. Yeah, so BirdAbility, we're all about sharing the joys of birding with people who have disabilities and other health concerns, which is kind of all of us really at some point in our lives most likely you know you never know when you might um, have an injury that impacts your ability to hike a long way or you're pregnant or your friend is pregnant you want to go birding with them and they can't go birding the way they might want to or folks are just getting older and slowing down there's you know this is this is a conversation about all of us um we are trying to raise $10,000. We're a brand new nonprofit. We're only 15 months old. So donations are really, really important to help us keep doing this work. It's really exciting work. There's a lot to do, but it's it's good work. It, it, it's, really, it's really good work. And we actually, we have a, an anonymous donor is going to match donations that are $100 or more up to a total of $10,000. So any um, pledges or donations towards uh, our $10,000 
fundraising goal for the World Series of Birding will be doubled, which is really, really cool. And where this money will be used to support our network of volunteers around the US and a couple around the world uh, who are who are trying to work in their own communities to create accessible birding opportunities, particularly for people with disabilities and other health concerns. Mm -hmm. Birdability.org is the uh, website. Birdability.org. You can find the info about supporting Team Nuthatch there. Maybe the easiest way, just look for the Get Involved button and uh, scroll down from there and you'll see how to donate to Team Nuthatch at birdability.org. And by the way, Freya, I'm happy to say that almost all the members of your team have been here on our show as uh, guests, but tell us a little bit about your team members. Yeah, so that's really funny. I hadn't I hadn't made that link, but Virginia Rose is the founder of Birdability. Uh, it was, in fact, by inviting her onto this show a couple of years ago that I connected with her and all this trouble started. She's a manual wheelchair user. She's uh, originally from Texas. Uh, we've Jerry Berry has been on the show. He mm-hmm. he lives in, in Massachusetts. He's been totally blind since birth. Michael Herbin was on the show a little while ago. He has he's legally blind. Um, we've got Nicole who's in Connecticut. She's autistic and has chronic pain uh, issues. And Meg Hodipa, who's also in Massachusetts, who uh, has a traumatic brain injury and still recovering through that and that uh, some neurodivergence and visual processing disabilities and um yeah so we've got a really diverse group of birders which adds to the level of access challenge that our whole team has but it doesn't mean we can't do this thing we just have to be creative and and uh find places that are physically accessible for all of us to get to and go at a pace that we can all manage um, and and work together and not stress out too too much about the competitiveness and just i mean we're going to have a great fun time birding together as well so it's going to be it's going to be awesome all right it's the world series of birding it's on may 14th new jersey audubon is the sponsor of this and it really is amazing and especially the way they're helping other groups to raise money as they raise money for their own organization and uh we certainly want to encourage listeners to make a donation to birdability and their team nuthatch again the address is birdability that's all one word, of course, birdability.org, and uh, maybe the easiest way, just look for the Get Involved tab there and scroll down to support Team Nuthatch. Freya, thank you for your wonderful work with Birdability and with Talking Birds, of course, and uh, good luck in the World Series. Thanks so much, Ray. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'll let you know how it goes. Uh, please do. Freya McGregor here on Talking Birds Live from uh, Alabama. We'll be uh, live with Mike O'Connor uh, very shortly here, um, live from Cape Cod. And he's just come back from North Carolina with some pretty cool birds down there that we'll hear about. Up next, it's our mystery bird contest in just one minute. The flutter of a tail feather. The flash of a wing bar in mid-flight. You don't always have a lot of time to identify a bird in nature, let alone to appreciate its beauty. But with Vortex Optics, you'll have the power to bring every wild moment closer. When you choose Vortex, you're choosing to have a partner in the field as passionate about nature as you are. Whether you're spotting old friends on the backyard feeder or packing for a once-in-a-lifetime trip to add a few species to your life list, Vortex offers a full range of optics and optics accessories for every birder and every budget. And whether the birds are taking you to another state or another country, you're always covered by the Vortex VIP warranty. 
an unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. If you'd like to learn more, or if you need help choosing your next optic, give Vortex a call at 1-800-4-VORTEX or visit vortexoptics.com. Here we are at the Mystery Bird Contest. We can hear that bird now. That is our mystery bird. It's been described as chickadee-like, with a small rounded body, short wings, slender tail, and a short thin bill, ideal for plucking insects from pine and spruce needle clusters. Our bird is pale olive above and light gray below with a black and white striped face and a black bordered patch on the top of the head that's yellow-orange in the male and yellow in the female. This bird sounds kind of like our featured bird that we heard most of earlier, but it's, it's not that bird. Our tiny and continuously active mystery bird breathes from southern Alaska and across central Canada and down into the Carolinas. It can be found in winter throughout most of the U.S. So what would that bird be? Tell us what it is at 781-837-4900. And just a reminder that if you're not sure what it is, please take a guess anyhow, because uh, no correct answer means a drawing will determine our winner. Prizes include, from our friends at Classic Brands, a Droll Yankees new generation yellow thistle finch feeder with multiple ports and a special internal seed baffle. So the feeder empties completely, no seed buildup in there. Before I forget to give the number again, here it is, 781-837-4900. Our other prize is a feather-friendly window protection kit to help prevent bird window collisions. It really does work to save the birds that we love. If we have time for a bonus question, we'll have a $20 gift certificate for Wisdom Supply, makers of plastic-free books and notepads and journals and other supplies for classroom and office. 781-837-4900 is the number to call. Meanwhile, we will check in with Mike O'Connor from the famous Birdwatchers General Store. Let's ask Mike live in just one minute. Beautio Books carries one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. New, used, and rare books covering everything from backyard birding to general ornithology, from field guides to photography skills, biography, fiction, and humor. You'll find it all, along with the knowledgeable customer service you've been looking for, in one convenient place. Beautyobooks.com. B-U-T-E-O. Beautyobooks.com. My name is Robert Mara, and I am calling from Little Compton, Rhode Island. I became a Talking Birds ambassador because it really impressed people when I handed them the card. And they looked at me and said, you're an ambassador? Ambassador Merritt, that sounds terrific. Talkin' Birds listeners, we hope you'll join our Ambassadors family. It's easy to do. Just visit our website, TalkinBirds.com. Join today, and thanks. Mike O'Connor is back from the Mid-Atlantic States area, down there at the Birdwatchers General Store on Cape Cod. Good morning, Mike. Well, good morning, Gray. Happy May 1st. May 1st it is, and it's beautiful and... uh, even up here, of course, always sunny on Cape Cod, as we know. And you're just back from North Carolina, right, where you've got a life bird, among others. i got a life bird. You yeah. know, when you get my age, it's hard to find life birds, but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I just want to say, people, this May and June are the time of year where people get married. 
and they have anniversaries or graduations or retirement, and you're always, or people always traveling to a wedding or somebody's retirement party at a distance. And sometimes you want to go, sometimes you don't want to go. But I tell everybody to pack their binoculars because when you have some downtime or some time when you don't want to be at the festivities, you can go birding and just do a little search in the area for some birding spots, and you'll see some cool stuff. I was just down visiting my daughter in Wilmington, North Carolina, and when she and my wife were out doing some whatever they were doing and I was bored, (laughs) I decided I'd go birding. And I found this place called the Green Swamp Preserve, at the Nature Conservancy property, and it, it's one of the few places that you can see the uh, Bachman's sparrow. Mm-hmm. Now, the Bachman sparrow could not be any less interesting of a bird. It's kind of a birder's <laughs> bird. It's, 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 it's like a combination between a chipping sparrow and a, like a, a dried pine cone. And <laughs> up until recently, nobody knew much about it because it's so shy and secretive, mm-hmm. you can almost never see it, except for a few weeks now during the nesting season, it'll sit up high on a perch and give a really distinctive call. It's, it's, for a sparrow, it's, it's, you can hear it from a long distance away. It's not as distinctive as you know, the oven bird that we heard earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, it's much louder than that. And, you can, and, and I got to see it, and the Barkman sparrow was named after John James Audubon's friend, John Barkman, who I guess lives in the Charleston area, and Audubon used to uh, stay with him when he was off doing his studies in the area, and so when Audubon saw this bird, he named the dullest bird he could find after his friend, which is always a nice thing to do. <laughs> but it wasn't, I mean, it was, it was really cool bird, and it's declining, it's listed as rare and declining, and there's only a few places to go, so if you, but you don't have to travel there, but wherever you're traveling, I also saw, you know, painted buntings and summer tanagers and royal terns and real red-headed woodpeckers and a hooded warbler, <laughs> so my advice is when, you, when you've got some of these family obligations, carve out the time and look online where the good birding spots are, and you can go out and get some exercise and get away from the, you know, the family yeah, nonsense yeah. for a while. Who needs that? But I mean, uh, yeah. So it's not true what you... <laughs> you told me earlier that that bird was named after Randy Bachman from the Bachman-Turner Overdrive. That, that wasn't true, was it? No, I just said that because I knew you'd believe it. I did, too. Mike, we'll talk to you, we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> okay, thanks, Ray. All right, Mike O'Connor there at the famous Birdwatcher's General Store on Cape Cod. We return to the Mystery Bird Contest after this brief message. Every Wednesday, Birdwatching Magazine sends an e-newsletter full of information of interest to birdwatchers, including recent news stories about birds, conservation, and science, photography tips, stories about places to go birding, bird ID tips, and much more. Best of all, the newsletter is free. Sign up today at birdwatchingdaily.com slash newsletter. It's a thin little song from a chubby little bird, our mystery bird. The number to call here is 781-837-4900. On our mystery bird contest, our bird described as chickadee-like with a small rounded body, short wings, slender tail, and a short, thin bill for plucking insects from pine and spruce needle clusters. I wasn't able to ask Mike if he might have seen this bird uh, when he was down there in North Carolina. It is, uh, it is found down there. In fact, part of its breeding range is down into the Carolinas. Uh, and those are some more clues here about our mystery bird. 781-837-4900 is the number to call. And we have Jan somewhere in New York. Uh, good morning, Jan. Hi. Hi. Good morning, Jan. Whereabouts in New York, if you'd uh, like to say? 
Near White Plains. Near White Plains. All right. Well, you heard the um, you heard the clues there, Jen, on our mystery bird. What uh, what would you say that bird might be? A uh, golden crown kinglet. Golden crown kinglet is exactly correct. Nice. Nice job. Yeah, we couldn't mention that being down there in North Carolina to give it away, but we almost did. <laughs> in any case, you've got to tell us a little bit about uh, birding spots and places you go to, if you would, around uh, White Plains. Around um, Cranberry Lake. Cranberry Lake. Okay. That's the hot spot? That's your that's your favorite spot? Not really. I kind of travel. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, Jan, thank you so much. Uh, you were absolutely right with that Golden Crown Kinglet. And if you will stay on the line, we'll uh, get your info and send you those beautiful prizes. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Jan. Jan, there in White Plains, New York, correctly identi- identifying the Golden Crown Kinglet as our mystery bird. Uh, quickly, some uh, guests coming up. I know we said maybe last week that Ted Floyd would be our guest this week. Well, that was wrong, but he'll be with us next week. The great Ted Floyd from the American Birding Association will be with us. And we have a whole raft of wonderful guests lined up. So we uh, hope you'll be with us again on our next show. Thanks to our amazing Talking Birds team, Debbie Bleacher, Freya, McG- Freya McGregor, who was also our guest this morning, our special assistant, Audrey Stack, and our producing engineer, Jesse Wilkins. I'm Ray Brown. See you next week. The bird show. I like that. Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By Vortex Optics with the VIP warranty. Their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. And UDO Books, an independent, family-owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. UDOBooks.com.